Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm Bill Cooper, and I'm at the Kansas City National Fishing Expo. Been here for three days now. Been having a great time, and I've met a lot of wonderful outdoor people. And, you know, occasionally at these sports shows, you do get to run into some beautiful young ladies. And I'm sitting with a couple of them now. These gals are with Wonder Woman Kansas, and their motto, I love it, is it's let's wander together and discover the outdoors. Now, have with me Jessica White, who's the president and CEO of Wonder Woman Kansas, and also Christine, or it's Kristen Betts. Kristen, yep. Kristen Betts. Right. Well, ladies, it's wonderful to get to sit in the booth with you for a little while and find out about your organization. You know, I'm old enough that uh, I've seen a lot of organizations come and go. I've been in the outdoor communications business for a little over 50 years, and uh, it, it's been tremendous in my life lifetime to see what has happened because so many people it seemed like in the 1970s the outdoor industry just exploded all kinds of new programs and of course again being as old as i am one of my favorites is uh the veterans programs i'm a vietnam vet and love to see all that's going on in the the veterans situation so many guys you know we weren't we weren't particularly welcomed home when we came back, and everybody kind of hit, hit out for decades, you know. And now there's so many programs that are they're going on or bringing vets back to the outdoors, and they're kind of beginning to feel appreciated for what they did, you know. Absolutely. But another pro, programs, a, a number of programs have popped up over the last two or three decades involving women. The National Wild Turkey Federation may have been one of the first organizations that started a women's program, but now there's quite a few of them. And again, that's another populace that we really needed to reach out to because in the, I know just the hunting and shooting sports in the last two or three decades, women have been the largest populace coming into those programs. So what inspired you ladies to start the Kansas program? Uh, well, it just, um, it's, my background is that I have grown up in the outdoors. Uh, my that's father, a good start. that's a great start. <laughs> so my, my father was all hunting and fishing and, and brought my sister and I out. And then my mom was very involved with our Girl Scouts, took us in caves, rappelling, canoeing. That's awesome. And so we grew up doing that. Um, I was sitting in a turkey blind with my father because that's what I grew up doing was we're turkey hunters. And I kind of hit this maturity age where I was kind of looking for something more. And my dad recommended the National Wild Turkey Federation. And that's kind of how I found out that there were other programs that I had no idea about before. Um, 
I joined them, got very involved as a volunteer, and I was thinking, why the heck am I the only girl at all these things? <laughs> yes, that's, I mean, yeah, I was, I was the Well, vol- that improves the odds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, yeah, but, but it was still, you know, one to all the guys, oh, and yeah. as much as I love all the guys, I really wanted that community with women, and, and so Wonder Woman kind of started because I thought if I struggled to find the community with women and, and, and other people my age, um, I just decided I wanted to do it myself. I just, that's what we did. <laughs> I just, uh, I was, I had a lot of support to make this decision, but I knew it was something that was needed in the area. Um, there's a lot of women that uh, don't have the parents to take them out like I exactly. did growing up. Uh, they don't have a spouse in their life that can take them out, but they really, really, really want to get involved with hunting or shooting or some of the other activities that we do. And I wanted to bring that to them in a comfortable setting where it's easy for them to join in. And, and I wanted to be that all-inclusive one-stop shop. You can come to my events and we can do these outdoor activities, or I hopefully have the connection to let you know about all the other available organizations in the area that you can join in on. So, Well, tell me like you're starting out, you've got it very well organized. You must have thought about this for a while before you stuck your feet in the water. Um, I think most people that know me say that I jumped in two feet, head on, just went for it. It actually really, I mean... I, I wanted the women's program. I had some people in my life that were encouraging me. We I heard the name Wonder Woman. I, I, I hate to admit, I did not come up with Wonder Woman, but I heard the name. <laughs> and by the very next day, I had a logo, a Facebook page, really? and that, we started wow. events a few months later. So Yeah, you I, didn't let a mosque go under your feet. Then. No. Well, I, that, that's wonderful. <laughs> in my, my experience sometimes, you know, people jumping in, just doing things, not sure totally what they're going to do do but uh, if it's a good program things fall into place and things happen quickly it did <laughs> we it did it, it you know it, it's all about you know kind of getting the word out there so I would say even though I started this in 2018 in October we really really picked up within the last year so we're, we're making moves we're getting out there we're meeting some good people just like being here at the fishing expo um, it's it's bringing a lot of opportunities for us and that's that's how we grow. Well, I'm sure it is. And, of course, uh, it's being being as young as you ladies are, uh, you have the great advantage of social media. You know, I, uh, boy, I'm not going to tell my age, but uh been around for a long time, and I'm not as <laughs> grand as that social media stuff. My grandkids help me out. Sure. You know? <laughs> it's tough, even at our age, trying to figure out the algorithms and what's mm-hmm. good to post and what's not and what oh, time of the I day. And <laughs> I, I know. I messed up all, up all the time. I've got a daughter-in-law who's... Uh, pretty good at that kind of stuff she's always saying i can improve your situation so well i said you've been telling me that for two years well, gosh, help. if she wants to help us and some ladies we'll take it <laughs> exactly well kristen betts is here as well kristen how you're involved with the program you know i moved back to the kansas area about six months ago and i uh, moved up from texas ah. and i was a kid that did not grow up hunting and fishing i was outside a lot but i had um, brothers and i have a dad who did were into the hunting and fishing aspect 
music, but the women were not as much into it. Right. And so when I came back and was kind of getting my hobbies and things figured out, I wanted to get into this, uh, into the fishing, into the hunting, but I didn't have a ton of experience with it. And so yeah. I looked to Wonder Woman as a safe and comfortable place to learn all of these things, to pick up from other ladies. Uh, we go, we have classes um, and educational seminars and uh, events and things like that that we go to. Uh, and that's where I pick everything up with Jessica leading the way. That's awesome. You know, it, it, it's interesting that you talk about the fact that you weren't particularly raised hunting and yeah, fishing, but now saying. at your young age, you know, you're coming into it and you've got people in place to help you with the process. Now you're going to, you're really going to laugh. This has probably been <laughs> 40 years or so ago, uh, maybe 45. I don't, I don't know when the NWTF was first starting their women in the outdoors program. They didn't have a lot of women instructors and I got asked to come to a women's event and to teach, I can't remember, maybe basic turkey hunting or something. But I was so intimidated. The women were not happy that there was a man there. <laughs> really? Them, you know? And I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be this is going to be a <laughs> learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know? But after they they kind of got warmed up to me a little bit, it, it, I, I felt safer. Uh, but, <laughs> but being a combat veteran, first thing I did was. Uh, Established two or three escape routes, you know. <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> just to be safe. But from there, I watched those programs grow, and it's just incredible the tens of thousands of women that came into those programs. And, boy, they're, they're still going. Ducks Unlimited established a program. Several other uh, national, we call them kind of individual conservation organizations, single species conservation organizations, but they've all developed programs where women can come and enjoy NRA. You know, my my wife uh, is an NRA pistol instructor, so it it helps keep me straight, wow. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you in line. Yeah, she's a very talented lady and quite an outdoor photographer as well. And, and uh, she hadn't really done too much hunting when we first got together we've been married uh 15 years in december and but she was quite a fisherman uh, oh wow and in fact our first date we went went fishing oh perfect yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and i discovered pretty quick like she might be somebody who could really fit into my life but she was uh, wasn't from the missouri ozark she was from pennsylvania uh close to pittsburgh and uh she was a diehard Steelers fan. Oh, you know? man. Football, just insane about football. I mean, we could sit and try to watch a TV program, and she should have been one of the cheerleaders, you know. I, thought, <laughs> I mean, I played football, and I said, you know, baby, it's just football. You know, No, it's the Steelers, you know. Yeah. So it was pretty quick, like, she started dropping hints. We need to go to Pittsburgh. She hadn't been home back in that area in, like, 20 years. And, uh, I, you know, my idea of Pittsburgh was a dirty nasty steel city i had no interest in going to pittsburgh but she kept bringing it up bringing it up one saturday morning i was working on an article on a deadline it was tight i was getting down to the wire i had to get that done she comes in my office she starts talking about pittsburgh again it kind of upset me i was a little rude i think i just spun around my chair and said look babe Here's the deal. If you want to go to Pittsburgh, you call out there, you find a smallmouth fishing guide. I didn't think there were any there. Uh, smallmouth fishing guide who's an outdoor rider, has got a jet boat that'll take me oh. for free. We'll go and I'll take you to a Steelers game the whole nine yards. You had a I'm, few requirements. Yeah, I, I made it tough as I could possibly make it. And I'm thinking, we'll, we'll go next year in the next year or two. She had it all arranged in two hours. Very nice. Yes, yeah. we're efficient like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think, geez, did I ever put my foot in my mouth? Yeah, yeah. she was almost prepared for this. She knew yeah. it was coming. Took off, though, and, and got out there. Went to Steelers game. was awesome. And the gentleman uh, that she found was incredible. The, we were fishing the Allegheny River, which I didn't know, oh, if, wow. a, I didn't know if it was a smallmouth in there or not because most people fish for walleye and uh, pickerel out pike, I think, out there. But this guy was phenomenal. But my wife failed to tell me that she grew up fishing on the Allegheny. Oh. So we got out fishing. She not only caught the first fish, the most fish, the biggest fish, yep. and the very last fish. Yep. I very mean, just nice. clobbered me. Yep. You know? <laughs> That's how it goes. That's A lady it. on the boat, she's going <laughs> to outfish you any day. Mm-hmm. Give her a well, challenge. It still makes a great story, but we're pretty competitive in some respects. Sure. So if we got back home, I had an ex-Marine friend, young fellow who... Uh, was a gunsmith for Browning and uh, helped him kind of get started without in outdoor riding. And Stevie calls me, he said, Bill, I just, I'm all excited. I just got my first assignment from Cabela's Outfielders Journal. Awesome. I said, what's your topic? He said, smallmouth fishing. Have you got a good smallmouth photo I can use? I said, I got the perfect photo because Diane caught about a four, four and a half pound smallmouth. Anytime we get a big fishing boat, we pass around. I take pictures with everybody because <laughs> I can use them as a generic photograph. See? There you go. So I sent Stevie a picture of me with Diane's big smallmouth. <laughs> I did tell her. So that magazine come in. I laid it on the corner of my desk. She come in, saw that immediately. That, that's my fish. That's right. I caught that fish. What you doing in that yeah. magazine? I'm laughing. I, I thought I got the last laugh, you know. <laughs> So she went on. About 10 minutes later, my phone rang, and big Stevie's big old boy said, Bill, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, what's the problem, man? He said, Diane just called me and said, I owe her 250 bucks for that photograph. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a team thing. <laughs> yeah. So what fun. We have a ton of fun. I'm sure you ladies are aiming for the same sort of thing in, in your programs. Well, folks, we need to take just a short break here, but hang with us. We're going to be right back with more of uh, Living the Dream Outdoors podcast and Wonder Woman, Kansas. Hi, everyone. Brandon Licklider here with the Marys County Bank. Um, Today, I wanted to talk to you real quickly about the pre-qualification process. Um, As we've talked about, there's a lot of really nice properties out there, and this process can help you be ready to buy when the time is right. Um, Typically at the bank, um, what we're going to collect to pre-qualify would be two years financials at minimum. Um, So we're going to be looking for tax returns, W-2s, pay stubs, anything that's applicable to the transaction itself. And of course, a completed application. We do have several ways we can get that application to you via our website or via encrypted email. Make the process secure if you're not local or if there's any special circumstance we need to work with. Um, from there, we're going to go through a review process where we're going to go through questions with you and we're going to really look at um, your situation as it pertains to the transaction, um, gather all of that information and really make the best decision for you um, moving forward. And again, this, this process is really designed to, be a help, to help you be prepared to buy when the time's right. So as we've talked about, these properties are really booking up fast. So when you see them out there, you know what your buying power is, you know what you're capable of doing allows you to act quickly and and be in the running for some of these great properties. Um, In closing here, just want to let you know that the Marys County Bank is an equal housing lender and member FDIC. And if you have questions or you'd like to talk through this process with me, feel free to reach out to me at 573-265-4600. Again, my name is Brandon Licklider with the Marys County Bank.
Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm delighted to say I'm over at the Kansas City National Fishing Expo and I'm sitting in the booth of Wonder Woman, Kansas. Now, that's W-A-N-D-E-R, Wonder, not W-O. What was the lady's name that was Wonder Woman? Oh, the Wonder, yes. Yeah, she's Linda. the DC Comics, is that? Yeah. yeah. yeah no, yeah. We, we are, uh, we're not fighting crime and, and <laughs> we're fighting fish, so. <laughs> fighting fish. Before we had a great time in that first segment but in this second segment i'd like for you to tell our listeners about your events sure sure so um when wonder woman started um I wanted it to be inclusive for all women that wanted to be in the outdoors. So even though we do the hunting, the shooting, and the fishing activities, I wanted for the women that weren't ready to do those to be able to still participate. So we do a lot of camping and hiking and um uh, cooking. I mean, gosh, I awesome. mean, anything you can think of we've done. So, oh, let me interrupt. I, sure. love, the, I love the cooking part of it because I love to cook outdoors. And I actually <laughs> wrote a column for a magazine out of St. Louis for 12 years or wow. so called wow. the Gravel Bar Gourmet. All it was about was cooking on gravel That's bars on all the Really? Yes, it was I so love that. Love the, I love the cooking. Oh, yes. Event. We, um, my all mother. I cooked was hot dogs. But. <laughs> <laughs> Still counts. Uh, I've been lucky enough that my mom supports me tremendously. And she got me my first, I got two sizes of Dutch ovens. So when we do camping trips, I usually try to cook us up something. Either it's a Dutch oven dessert or our last camping trip we did, I did my uh, favorite uh, venison taco soup. Oh, and incredible. Um, we also have a cooking class this coming week uh, where I've actually won twice the National Wild Turkey Federation recipe contest. Really? Yes, so I've never won anything. I won, the first year I did it, I won first place with my pheasant burger, and then this last uh, recipe contest, um, I guess it was this this last year. Now um, I won second place with my venison banh mi sandwich. So wow. I kind of like to dabble in the cooking, and so I'm going to try and start See, providing I, some classes. I forget about competition. My wife's a little more. Con- Competitive to me. I've mentioned earlier that she's a quite a photographer. I've been in the. I'm one of the original members of Missouri Outdoor Communicators. My wife came on the scene. I got her into the program. They accepted her as a photographer. And I've entered every photo contest I've ever had for 35 years. Never won. My wife. The first two times she entered, she won. Yes, yep, that was me. Oh, guys, the Cooper is going to be a long ride home. (laughs) Yeah, so I hope to keep that streak going. Um, I'll enter it as many times as I can come up with something good to eat, so it's Well, you know what? People are always going to eat, so you're going to have lots of time to experiment, that's for sure. Yeah, Congratulations. That's quite a feather in your cap. And and you know, it doesn't hurt to advertise that with the programs a little bit, too. You know, that'll... I'm, I know I, I'm pretty bad about that, but I am I am proud because sometimes when I enter those, I have low expectations, and then when they're like, "You won first place," it's just like, yeah, "Oh boy!" Exactly, that, <laughs> that is incredible. Well, what uh, particular types of events do you have? Uh, listen to you talk; it sounds like you're doing all kinds of everything. Things. I mean, everything. So, um, this past weekend, we had our third annual women's doe hunt. And that's something I'm very proud of. Uh, every event that we have, we have a brand new hunter harvest a deer successfully. Um, so that's kind of the mission with Wonder Woman is it's a comfortable setting where they get to learn, but we target women that are very beginner and they can be, you know, 
a lot of things that people don't know about me is when we do these activities, I'm really new to it as well. Like I'm learning just alongside of you. So there's never a reason to be intimidated when you come to an event. Good point. And so, you know, the doe hunt we just had successfully 13 does were were harvested. Um, At least five of those girls had never... Uh, either shot a rifle before, haven't har- harvested an animal before, and then they get the full experience. And that's what I want with every Wonder Woman event is you're going to understand what gear you need and what materials, what time it takes, you know, depending on the activity, we want you to be safe and, and you'll learn. The goal is, is that women can come to my event and then hopefully go out and do it on their own. But we have so much fun together that we do, we continue to do it together anyways, but. Um, well, that's certainly not a problem, but let me, let me interrupt and, and say this. You're, you're making a tremendous impact on a person's life when you do these kind of programs and it was determined a number of years ago probably a decade ago you know who is going to determine the hunting and fishing future for the united states of america the women women the women yeah <laughs> yep. they are exactly because who who are the family influencers you know yeah. mothers today we have a lot of single mothers split households all that sort of things and the kids usually go with mom or they're going back and forth but mom is determining what sports activities they're playing, what they're doing with their spare time. You aren't wrong. They like to and set if the they tone. get in, if they get into hunting and fishing these days, it's primarily mom that's taking them that direction. Absolutely. So your impact is going to grow exponentially. I hope know. so. I uh, hope so. No doubt, my my mind, particularly with the quality programs you have, and it sounds like the low key approach you're taking, because twenty, thirty years ago, that was the. Uh, limiting factor of women getting into outdoor activities was that intimidation factor it is because guys were pretty poor about it we i've had more than one female say that it is very challenging to to learn this type of activity from their spouse from a male figure and the men are huge supporters so we're not dogging any at all because you guys are what makes wonder woman so successful um but yes women are intimidated we're intimidated by each other and we're even more intimidated by the men in our lives when they're trying to teach you how to hold a gun and to shoot things and we want it to not feel that way we don't want anything to be in your way from coming to a wonder woman event whether it's intimidation the gear um just the experience we want to be able to provide all of that that way you can come and have a good time it's a great social experience as well you're doing it with your friends and people that you're close with and you're we're doing enough events where you're seeing each other on a regular basis so you get very comfortable learning these different things or teaching each other the different things so so that, it's a great experience. And that is so important. I, I, again, was around when all of the programs started, and I, I ran a hunter-apprentice school for about 17 years for uh, Missouri State Chapter of the National Wild Turkey Federation. And I used to argue with our boards all the time because they wanted to have a, a Jake's event, kids' event, and have 500 kids there and show them how to shoot a BB gun and shoot a bow and a few little things. <laughs> You're not going to retain kids by doing that. Uh, and then uh, – kind of backed me up there was a huge study came out i think by the fish and wildlife service about uh 15 years after the fact and basically said that all these kids program we're doing zero net gain oh. with all the money had been thrown in because we weren't doing things to retain them right. who retains 
mom, dad, uncles, cousins, <laughs> whatever, family members. Connections. Connections, exactly. So I feel like uh, you're doing the same thing here, particularly because, you know, women with women, yeah, great things are going to happen. Guys have done it forever, you know. But at a big argument we used to have years ago, and I remember a beautiful young lady that worked with Bass Pro uh, for a while, and uh, she was trying to convince them to uh, – develop a women's line of clothing because uh, they were basically making her wear men's clothing. She didn't like it, <laughs> and it didn't fit right and yeah. everything else, you know. And look what we've got today. You know, we've got great lines of women's clothing and equipment, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that makes people more comfortable coming into the hunting and fishing sure. sports. Besides that, I can tell you, though, those gals that dress up in the nice clothes and everything, they look a lot better than the guys anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I still feel like I look like a marshmallow during deer season, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. That's an interesting topic that you you bring up. Are you finding the women that are coming into your program or getting a prissy types or the gals that, you know, hey, we just want to be comfortable and have a good time. Are you getting across? It, um, so <laughs> that's so funny. I, I always tell some of the girls are starting to know that I'm very inc- you could say encouraging, pushy, encouraging, I, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever sure. term you'd like to use. But if you're scared to touch a fish, I'm going to grab your hand and it's going to happen. You know, I want you to get in there. I want you to, to field dress the deer. I want you to take the hook off the, the fish. I want you to get in the mud when we get into a cave. Awesome. Um, we, we, I definitely try to encourage, but no, we don't have any, the girls are awesome. I'm so proud every time we have an event because they get in there, they're hands on, they want to learn and then they want to come back for more because the people that put on the events for us and host it. And then the ladies that come, we just, I just, it's, it's hard to explain the, the, it just, it's amazing feeling after an event. It's just, it's so good. Sure. It truly is. And I've, I've taken a number of women over the years and I had a uh, daughter-in-law one time she was a beautiful gorgeous young lady but uh dressed to the hilt and all that the yeah. long red fingernails so <laughs> we took her on a frog gigging trip one night and uh, got back up in kind of a swampy area and she stuck this frog and pushed it down in the nasty moss and mud you know oh. we're all just laughing tell her i'd bring it up but she pried it up out of there and she had a ball of moss and mud as big as a basketball and then she's in the process with her pinch her fingers and her long red fingernails trying to <laughs> get, the, uh, get down to the frog, you know. But I had one of the grandest experiences of my life this, this fall deer hunting with a 17-year-old granddaughter, beautiful young lady herself, <laughs> and she shot her first deer, and of course the tears rolled and all this sort of thing, but oh. that's the same thing. She, she's hoorahing and everything. And oh, I yes. Know that blind, she went after that deer, and she got up to it, and she's, I'm calling my dad. He's got to come see it, you know. <laughs> and dad showed oh. up, and she took his knife and proceeded to to field dress that, Good for that her. deer. Wow. Da- Dad helped her a tiny little sure. bit. Very impressive. I was astounded. Yeah. Uh, I tell you. And then she was wanting to know, what's this, what's that on the inside of the deer, you know, and she was just really into it. And, boy, it made me feel very proud, you know, as, as Grandpa. And I didn't teach her all that. Oh. She'd watched Dad enough, I think, yeah. you know, that she picked it up. But wow. She, she was re- ready to go. That's impressive. It is. It's so much fun. But I got a i got to ask you about your personal feelings, women that you see come into these programs, you know, and you're making a huge difference in their lives. And I've helped, particularly in the last 
decade helped a number of young folks get businesses started, particularly guide businesses. And I tell them all, I'm not doing this because I like you. <laughs> I'm doing it because whether you, I know you're guiding because you love the outdoors. You want to right. teach, you want to take people hunting and fishing. You're trying to make part of your living doing that. But what you're doing is extremely important to the future of hunting and fishing in the United States of America, same way with your women's program. I, I know it's fun. It's got to be a lot of work. There's got to be a lot, a great deal of personal satisfaction and see Absolutely. somebody develop some confidence and advance in the program. Oh, it's amazing. So never forget what you're doing is extremely important. Thank you. I'm it sure there's the down times and if you had right. a problem or something, oh man, you know, why, why, <laughs> did, why did I get into this? But <laughs> never forget that you are doing something that's extremely important. Thank you. You bet. Truly. Let's take another break. You know, we got sponsors that like for us to talk about them. <laughs> oh, sure. Of course. <laughs> sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Don't go away. Well, it's giveaway time here at Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. This is our first giveaway for the new year, 2022. And we gave away some great items in 2021. We're going to continue that in 2022 as well. And coming up this week in just a few minutes, going to be drawing for a $100 Academy gift card for all you outdoorsmen. That's a great gift that you can take and pick up some of your favorite outdoor products right there at academy great great place i spend way too much money there <laughs> but love going in there but uh like to remind you of all the living a dream outdoor podcast sponsors that have made these giveaways possible and be sure and use these businesses whenever you can at the top of the list of the living dream outdoor properties that's uh daryl hyman's outfit uh they're stationed over at cuba missouri but reach across several states in the midwest the fly rod journals Smokerbuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stainwater Boat Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzal Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Mary's County Bank, Rich's Famous Burgers, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinker and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, and a new one, J&J Charters and Kaufman Cove Alaska. How about that? But hey, we've got uh, the giveaway to do. We've got a number of names in the hat. And I'd like to remind you, this is such an easy thing to do to get in or just go to the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast and uh, like the page and then just simply type your name in the comments section and that will automatically enter you into the drawing. Now, uh, this giveaway we're going to do in a few minutes for the $100 uh, Academy gift card is the last uh, gift card we'll be giving away this season, but in the next few coming weeks, we're going to have gift cards available that you can take to businesses, including Smoker Builder, Cowtown, uh, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Hoosall Valley, Pico Lures, Devil Backbone Outfitters, the Fallen Outdoors, and Ledco Sinker and Lure Company. So there's going to be some great, great uh, prizes there to be given away yet. And we will be giving away uh, also a gift certificate to J&J Charters in Kaufman Cove, Alaska. And uh, John Rodriguez up there is going to give quite a discount on a fishing trip to Alaska. So we'll be talking about that in uh, the weeks to come. So be sure and listen up for that, and you can 
have a chance to win uh, hey, a little discount to go fishing in Alaska. And I fished with John. Great fun up there. Man, we caught some huge salmon as well as halibut out in the bays. Just had a wonderful time with John. I can't wait to get back up there myself. Hey, but 2021, looking back, boy, COVID kind of put the hurt on a lot of us. But uh, uh, we've come through pretty well, and some great things happened in 2021. Looking forward to a lot of outdoor fun in 2022 as well. But real quick, like I wanted to mention that back in the middle of uh, December, uh, a bipartisan bill provided funding for CWD research and management. That's chronic wasting disease. And all of us are hunters, deer hunters in particular, are familiar with it and what it has done to a lot of deer herds across the country. Uh, chronic wasting disease is an always fatal neurological disease that affects members of the cervid family. And that includes white-tailed deer, mule deer, moose, and elk. This horrible disease continues to spread across North America. Concerned wildlife enthusiasts should be happy to know that the U.S. House of Representatives passed H.R. 5608, the Chronic Wasting Disease Research and Management Act, to provide additional funding for researching and combating CWD. When you dig in and look at CW management across the country, you can see the benefits or ramifications to selected styles of dealing with the disease. Take Illinois, for example. CWD was discovered in Illinois in 2002, but you don't hear, hear a lot about the disease there. To date, they have discovered 1,165 positives from a sample size of 141,000. The reason Illinois has been able to keep the disease at bay is largely because of a strong targeted surveillance program that attacks the disease where it is known to be, which requires aggressive culling. On the other hand, Wisconsin is a disaster. Also discovered there in 2002, CWT has spread like wildfire because one of the worst Natural Resources Administration decisions in modern times was to basically do nothing about the disease and let it spread. They now have CWD in more than 50 counties with areas where 50% of bucks harvested are infected. So far in 2021, out of 6,300 deer tested in Wisconsin, 661 have been positive. Thankfully, citizens made a change in political leadership and regulation changes are being made. But that uh, genie is going to be real tough to put back in the bottle. Other states continue to learn from Wisconsin's mistakes. The Congressional Sportsman's Foundation has been at the forefront of CW lead legislation for years. The foundation has taken a policy lead working to develop legislation to combat CWD. They have been a a facilitator of experts, hunting conservation groups, wildlife science professionals, and vested stakeholders. Now behind the leadership of the Congressional Sportsman's Caucus, lawmakers have helped secure a big win for wildlife. According to a Foundation press release, the Chronic Wasting Disease Research and Management Act authorizes $70 million annually from fiscal year 2022 to fiscal year 2028 to be split evenly between CWD research and management efforts. Of this, $35 million will be dedicated annually to develop testing methods, enhance detection efforts, and to better understand genetic 
resistance, among other things. The remaining $35 million will prioritize funding for state and tribal uh, wildlife agencies that have the highest incidence of CWD are demonstrating the most significant commitments to combating it and are facing the greatest risk of new CWD cases and then more. So we are to applaud, boy, our U.S. legislature. Some great things because uh, we all know what whitetail hunting means to us in the state of Missouri and across the nations. It's a resource that brings tens of millions of dollars into our state each year and besides that we all love deer hunting and many of you like me love that venison <clears throat> well it's time for the drawing uh let me see let me knock the names around in the hat a little bit here and pull out a name it looks like it's conway anybody know a conway he's down from oh conway 80. He's down uh, around Licking, Missouri, and Conway's a young youngster, a young fellow. Uh, congratulations to him for getting entered, and he's quite a little outdoorsman. Now, I understand I've uh, seen some somewhere this week. I don't know if it's Facebook or some social media. Uh, Conway's learning to tie his own jigs, and he's actually, uh, I think, working on some molds to pour his own plastics. And I saw a picture of a hair jig the other day he tied with uh, – foxtail squirrel uh, and i don't know if he saw my jig somewhere but i do the same thing i take a eighth ounce jig head or smaller sometimes and put foxtail squirrel hair on it tie it on uh, and make it long enough to be about a half an inch longer than the hook and then at the head of that jig i tie on some fuzzy uh raccoon hair and boy those make great trout and smallmouth fishing jigs on our ozark stream so good luck to conway he has won a 100 dollars gift certificate that we will get to him it's from academy and i'll have to get to him and mail that uh, mail that to him and I'm, I'm sure he'll be tickled to death he'll probably spend his whole hundred bucks on fly tying material or jig tying material that's that's quite all right but again the way you can enter Get on our Facebook page, Living in the Dream Outdoor Podcast, like the page, and type your name in, and you are automatically entered into the drawing. Now, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, uh, we'll be giving away primarily uh, certificates for products from a variety of companies that support us as sponsors. And once again, utilize those businesses. Well, it's time to move on. For more Living the Dream Outdoors podcast, but we're glad that you're following along with us. Tell all your hunting and fishing buddies about us. And occasionally we talk about hiking, backpacking, all the other outdoor topics as well. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. We're at the Kansas City National Fishing Expo, and I've had the great pleasure to be sitting in the booth with Wonder Woman Kansas. And again, that's W-A-N-D-E-R. Uh, but they do have me wondering for sure. <laughs> We've had a great time here. Some great stories. And, I, you know, I forget sometimes that women are as good a storytellers as men. I've sat around hundreds, if not thousands, of campfires over the last five or six decades and heard all kinds of stories and 
You yes. ladies are giving me ideas. I think it <laughs> would really be cool to be the fly on the wall, you know, around a woman's oh, campfire yeah. and listen nope. to what the conversation is. <laughs> not going to happen. No, huh? request denied. <laughs> yeah. Well, well we've, we've got a new lady here with us for the third segment, Miss Melissa Mitchell. And Melissa, where are you from? Where are you hail from? I'm Hi. looking through the cattails here. Right here, sir. <laughs> yeah. I am from uh, Kansas City, Kansas. But born and raised in Southern California, so uh, really, yeah. Wow, good, good yeah. transplant. California is a great place to be from. To start <laughs> from, yes, yes, absolutely. But Kansas is home. Midwest is home now. Well, good. I love the Midwest. I've been here practically all my life. I grew up in the swamps of Southeast Missouri, really a part of the old South. I was a cotton picker, raised on a cotton oh, farm. Wow. You bet. Uh, even had an old army off. Doctor asked me when I was getting in the. Army. He was from World War Two. He said, "Did you pick cotton in your lifetime?" <laughs> yes, sir. I did. How'd you know that? Boy, the hump between your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. So sometimes we're we're tagged for life. You know, we'll never get over it. But this uh, Wonder uh, Woman Kansas sounds like a tremendous program. We've heard quite a bit about it. And uh, Jessica, I'd like for you maybe back up here a little bit and tell me a little bit about Melissa and her involvement. Oh, hi, I'm <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> um, well, she would actually have to tell you how she got involved, um, but she is one of our newer participants. She's come to three events now, mm-hmm. and um, I'd actually love to hear her perspective and how she got involved with Wonder Woman, and I'd love to hear her experience about the doe hunt we just talked about. Okay. I'm going to let you kind of moderate this. Did you know the questions oh, I sure. asked her? Hello, so just, Hello. just carry Welcome right to on. my show. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, pleasure. yes. So please let us know, how did you find out about yeah. Wonder Woman? So. Kind of the long and the short is um, outdoor stuff, everything. It's I love it. I almost kind of crave it. But I got to the point where my circle of friends don't necessarily yep. love and enjoy as much as I do. Yes. So it came a time of like, I think I, I need to put myself out there. And do a little dating with the ladies. <laughs> so I was dating the group. Um, and now we're in a relationship. Yep. And I'm be here for a while. <laughs> I know. That's what now is. She doesn't realize she got involved. And now she's here and volunteering. Here. And I'm like, so, yes. Yeah. Jessica's going to put a ring on it. It's, yes. Yep. It's, yeah. And how long ago has it been you first got involved? Well, so I think I have stalked you guys for a while and had always been kind of nervous to join and participate. Yep. I'll be honest. Yep. Um, because typically you come into it by yourself, right? It's not right. with another person. I think that's almost everybody's well, story. Yep. Is we all, you know, had the courage to just sign up for the first event. Um, but the first one, my family was in town from California and Jessica was hosting one at Powder Creek and I've familiar with Powder Creek. So I was like, oh, okay, I know the territory. And she was kind enough to let my brother come and participate too. Surprise. A <laughs> man standing there. But that was really the first big picture of everything that gets put together and like people coming in to help. Everybody's just so warm and friendly. After that, I'm like, add, 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 <laughs> add, add, add. That event, that event, that event. That's so very interesting. Your echo what they have had to say in the first two segments because we talked about you know the inhibitions and intimidation all that sort of thing that that's been a constant bad thing for ladies coming in and outdoor for decades and i've been fortunate enough 
like I said, working a few of those outdoor programs. I actually wrote a few articles for Women in the Outdoors put out by the NWTF. So I've kind of watched the growth of these programs, but kind of lost contact in the last decade a little bit. So it's pretty refreshing for me to be able to hear you young ladies talk about these things and with such excitement. Mm-hmm. Now, were you involved in any outdoor activities prior to connecting with the yeah. Wonder Woman? Um, so shooting pistol, rifle, shotgun, and fishing, a lot of fishing. So coming into transitioning into the hunting aspect, that was really the next transition for me in regards to like out, outdoor growth. Right. Yeah. And growth. Growth, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, new horizons, new experiences. Absolutely. Well, everybody carries such a different level of experience, and there's no shaming to it. So you can come awesome. in brand new and have no idea what you're doing, and somebody <laughs> is there. Well, everybody is there, you know, to talk and share their stories. And so it's been a really positive experience. We all try to be mentors for each other in some aspect. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it's working. Well, Melissa, you had your first experience deer hunting I this did. year. I did, yeah. Tell Last me about weekend. that. Last weekend. Last weekend. Last weekend? Yeah. Yes. So it's still real fresh on your mind. Super fresh. Okay. <laughs> did you have any apprehensions about going deer hunting? No, uh, not at all. Again, I think in my, my own personal growth, you know, in outdoor activities, it was just something that like mentally I was ready for and had done a lot of reading and studying and prepping for. Right. So it was just the next... Next, next thing to do yeah. yeah and i had an amazing mentor kelly was with me um and that was fantastic because she was really uh and th- though i don't know she recognizes it her talking through some things with such a pressure relief um you know calling out the distance and and these little things that give you a moment to just stop and say hey you know what i've got time it needs right. to be a good shot. It needs to be a clean shot. Don't need to rush it. So in and all of that was just such an amazing, you know, somebody not really telling you what to do and how to do it, but just calling these things out so you can process your steps through it. It was awesome. Wow. Yes. That sounds like quite an experience. And, and again, very important to have a mentor, somebody there that uh, you've got confidence in. Yes, absolutely. Have told okay, after the shot. Yes. What took place? Um, well, for me, I think it was just that, that inner excitement. Uh, the biggest thing I had hoped and prayed for was that there'd be no suffering. Right. And and it happened. She went down really quickly, and that was probably the biggest. Oh, I yeah. had one job to do. That was yep. all I wanted to do yes. was have a clean shot and, a, and no suffering for the animal. So the fact that that happened maybe 20 yards out and she just laid to rest was the biggest. <sighs> yes. Yep. Like I did. I did the job. You know, I did it. How I'd hoped to do it, how I'd, in my head had planned to do it, and with Kelly just being a good support system and, again, calling out these little things to me, I was able just to enjoy That's the whole process. awesome. Sounds like a repeat of the story. I told them the story <laughs> about my 17-year-old granddaughter who took her first animal this fall. Uh, you all sound like they're telling the same story. And it's, it's just so fabulous to hear young ladies talking about this sort of thing. Now... The kill's taken place, the animal's down and, and expired, and uh, did you, by any chance, help with the field dressing of the animal? I did the whole thing. Did the, the whole, whole thing. 
<laughs> What's so great about the doe hunt is so they we actually the the guides that are out there where we go Timber Hills Lake Ranch it's where we hold our event every year uh, they provide the full experience so they'll come and pick you up and the deer and what's so great about this event is that all the women come out of like the lodge and we all come and see what you did and we listen to your story and we're all excited and we're all high fiving and hugging and so it's just and then she they hang the deer for her and then she does the you know I've got to work Jessica's here and Jessica's (laughs) going to tell you to get your hands in there and make it happen (laughs) well I I gotta ask you ladies uh, now you're all experienced hunters down after the deer was field dressed and, and ready for the freezer or whatever were you excited about eating this animal? Oh, yeah. Well, I went home and we started uh, the first round of beef jerky. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, straight beef, to work. Beef, <laughs> I say beef you, jerky, deer, yeah. deer jerky. Oh, yeah, deer jerky, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I know what you're You have more energy than yeah. me. I've never in my life made, uh, made deer jerky. Oh, it doesn't gosh. last long enough. Oh, I mean, uh, it's I mean, so I, worth it, though. Yeah. Uh, I've got a few acres out in the Ozarks and got superb food plots. And we took four animals off of those food plots. Two of them by grandchildren this oh, year. Awesome. So my freezers were were pretty full. Stocked. And actually the grandchildren yes. <laughs> get so excited to take grandkids out of brother and sister. I let them hunt separately. A grandson killed his first one. That granddaughter had uh, killed her first deer several years ago and she's just eaten up with it. Well, she kind of boo-booed this year and spooked her animal off, you know, and her little brother killed one, so he was kind of rubbing it in, you know. <laughs> that. But I had them in the blind together once, and that was quite a fiasco. Uh, just down before dark, uh, she was facing to the south, he was facing to the west, and uh, boys don't pay as much attention as girls. And no. the deer stuck in, and I looked out that way, this big doe standing 30 yards from Ronnie's window, you know, I said, Ronnie, get your rifle up, and that's shoot that deer and he got it up and i thought he's gonna shoot this deer pretty quick like he said i can't see it what do you mean you can't see i can't see it so i peeked through scope i can see it and i said and he just wasn't getting on it we're running out of time i I said how about moving and letting the sister shoot this deer you know i said now move your rifle very slowly well slowly means something different to a (laughs) 70-year-old and a 10-year-old, you know. I mean, he just jerked his rifle to the side, spooked the deer a little bit, and a sister got up uh, on it, but uh, it was tried it off before she could really get settled down, you know. So let that get away. A couple days later, and the blind by herself, and again, a deer snuck in on us. Of course, Grandpa was on his phone because one of my rider buddies mm-hmm. wouldn't leave me alone, you know, texting me. So yeah. I wasn't watching my window real that's, close. Yep, and, that's the struggle happen. these days. You it put that phone it away. is. And, uh, so another deer showed up. Same thing. Uh, I asked her to move her rifle very slowly. And she jerked that rifle over there. You know, she's going to shoot him right now. And she spooked it off, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Lessons learned. Lessons yeah, right. learned. Yeah. It was nice that it was a level playing field for everybody there. <laughs> oh, it, it was. But, of course, I laughed and kind of took a sigh of deep relief because I didn't have to process another deer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is, but it's all worth it, particularly when, you know, you got your children, your grandchildren, you're all cases you're getting to see. Sounds like a ton of young ladies coming into the programs. Now, I say young ladies. Are you getting any middle-aged ladies or older oh, coming into the program? Um, I would say our age range of participants is anywhere from, like, 22 to 
80. I mean, we did we, you say 80? Oh, yeah, we've got <laughs> ladies coming in that are wow. a range of ages, depending. We did a Pheasants Forever with a, a partnership event where we did a native plant identification that's, class. With, that's awesome. Uh, with the Missouri chapter, and we had quite a few ages of ladies that came. And so, kind of our more low key but really fun and educational classes. So, I mean, yeah, I, I say that, but it's um, they've come to my kayak stuff, they've come to my camping stuff. It, it just we all, all ages, and just have a great time together. Well, it just sounds like an incredible program, and I'm a little bit uh, envious. And yes, they, to, I get I'm, that quite often by I'm, men, and I'm, I go, I'm sorry. Sure <laughs> sorry. Trouble with men is they think they know it all already, you know, and, and I learned it's really soaked in between my ears when I was in the military. And uh, oh, we're on a rifle range. I hated rifle range. We all already knew how to shoot you know we didn't want to listen to all this garbage you know okay all right we had a young uh, black gentleman that came into our company from chicago who had never had a weapon in his hand in his life yep wow. he made us all look like <laughs> elementary students <laughs> that's you know? how it goes in fact he was the shooter of the company wow you know oh, wow. and you know why because he had no preconceived ideas, bad habits yep. or anything. Mm-hmm. They call the rest of us John Wayne's, you know. <laughs> we get, you know, because a lot of times our events are hosted by men. You know, they have the equipment, right. the, the the boats, the, you know, stuff that we haven't been able to gather quite yet. You know, if, if I had a boat and I could take all these girls out all the time, I would. But right now we we rely on the, the organizations and the companies, which, you know, shout out if you have some of those you know that that accessibility and have something that you could bring the ladies you know please reach out um but what i hear a lot from the men that teach us is the women are the ones that are easier they listen they want to learn they're hands-on and they absorb the information so we come in even if you've done it before we still come in as beginners and we want to learn and i think the men appreciate that and that's why they love working with women so much is because the excitement that we get and how we listen and we we mm-hmm. try to replay what we've just learned well i think uh, this generation is so much better at men and women working together to get into the out of doors sure. and because mm-hmm. the lev- the the playing field has been leveled just a little bit because women have demonstrated that they can shoot. Uh, one final military story. One of the last okay. companies I was in, our company commander was a lady. Oh. Beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed. This was during officer school, I, I think. And she could outshoot all of us. I mean, we very quickly developed a great deal of respect to her. But, sure. But guys being what they are. Yep. The bets started flowing. Who was oh. going to get the first date? Oh. And, and this dude won $4,000. Oh. <laughs> he must have been a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> he was a great guy, but we all hated him. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, ladies, it has been an absolute honor to be able to sit down and listen to you Thank all you. Uh, talk and tell about your program. But uh, Jessica, would you tell us, <laughs> close it up here, about... Uh, how people can get in touch with you or find your websites or whatever. Yep, yep. So we're very active on Facebook. I dabble with Instagram, but y'all have to be patient with me. I do it all by myself, and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I do my best. So uh, (laughs) doing a great job. Yeah, so Facebook, we we post a lot of our events and some of our past events uh, just to kind of keep it interactive to see what we've been up to. Um, And then I always release the 
registration being open on my website. So um, you can get to my website. That would be the best place to start, which is wanderwomanks.com. And again, that's the W-A. We're not wondering, we're wandering. So <laughs> wanderwomanks.com. Um, all of the, uh, if you want to link to my Facebook or my Instagram, that's all through the website as well. But you can find me on Facebook as Kansas Wander Woman. And I try to post as much updates about upcoming events. Um, we are doing right now i am busy every weekend all the way through april and that is all wonder woman activities so we keep very very busy i have new upcoming events coming out weekly that i connect with and so you want to keep an eye out and register you know subscribe to the website so you get that email when something pops up so we have a lot of fun and we'd love for all of you to join us well i gotta tell you uh after this podcast you know it goes out worldwide there we go you, you may have some border jumpers I, yes <laughs> we, you know, we do we we are wonder woman kansas uh we started my headquarters i live in johnson county kansas i grew up here so this is you know homes headquarters but we do a lot of events in missouri um i've connected with somebody that's in nebraska so we're talking about that um this year we have an event in texas louisiana uh, Wisconsin and really? Utah. So awesome. I think even though we're primarily in this area and Kansas has so much to offer, I mean, we haven't even touched on the amount of activities that we can do together out here. But I do, you know, we can't go deep sea fishing in Kansas. So if we want to do those activities, <laughs> we're going to have to start kind of getting out there. But um, primarily we're in this area, Missouri as well. But we're going to keep growing and keep providing events that are educational and and just keep on moving. <laughs> I have no doubt about that, particularly uh, you three ladies have a tremendous passion for the outdoors, and I can only see greater things happening. We well, hope so. <laughs> you, oh, it, it will happen. Hey, folks, from Jessica, Kristen, and Melissa, and myself, Bill Cooper, we are living our outdoor dreams. We encourage you to get outdoors and to enjoy your outdoor dreams as well. Absolutely. Yes. Hey guys, this is Frank Cox with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Hey, have you ever considered a career in real estate? If you have, but you don't have your license, this is your opportunity. So each month, the Living the Dream Outdoor Properties team is giving away a free seat to the online training that you need to take in order to get your real estate license. We would love to have you join our team. All you got to do is go to our website, livingthedreamland.com, and then click on the Our Team button, and then click on the one that comes up under that that says Join Our Team. On that page, there's an application form. Just simply fill that out and get in contact with a member of our team, and I'll be giving you a call. We appreciate you, and uh, good luck. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by... Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Mary's County Bank, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Bean Creek Game Calls, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. 
Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.